This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. The Golf Unfiltered Podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Cog Hill Golf and Country Club. You've heard me talk about Cog Hill every single episode this season, and we will continue to do so because they are one of the premier golf destinations in the Chicagoland area. Featuring 72 holes of championship golf, including the world-famous Dubs Dread, Cog Hill has just upgraded their entire practice academy to include Top Tracer, two bars, a food truck, and a full family experience that anyone will enjoy. Go out to coghillgolf.com to learn more. We are also brought to you by our friends over at WorldwideGolfShops.com. If you're looking to upgrade your game this year, or if you're just trying to pick up some new pieces of golf apparel, or even some training aids to help you score better, WorldwideGolfShops.com has you covered. The best part about this website is they always offer incredible deals on some of the newest equipment, even just days after its release. Once again, it's WorldwideGolfShops.com. Welcome to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, your source for all things golf, including in-depth interviews, new equipment highlights, and answers to golf questions you might be too afraid to ask. My goal? To help you learn more about the game so you can enjoy it even more. Let's dive in. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast. I am your host, as always, Adam. That's my co-host, Nikki Dunnigan. You know her as part of the GU team. Nikki, how are you today? I am good. How are you? I'm doing really good. And... I have to first ask, big news overnight for you, Taylor Swift. I mean, how are you feeling today? I am feeling good. Um, not only did Taylor drop a new album, but at 3 a.m. she was like, surprise, there's new songs that um, I didn't tell you about. So um, I'm feeling good. Um, it's always a good day when there's new Taylor Swift music. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling really good today. Good day. <laughs> Nick- Nikki is a, would you, would it be fair to say that you're a you're a massive Swifty or are you like the queen of the Swifties like where are we at no no no, no 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 okay so let me let me preface there's like there's like levels um if you are on TikTok at all I feel like you probably know there's there's levels I feel like to Taylor Swift's fans um there's the people who like know she exists then there's the people who like know her songs like know her albums you know. Then there's the people, I feel like maybe probably like me, who they know all of her songs. They know every word to every song. They look forward to the album release. Um, you know, they're, they're big fans. They've been to concerts. They've been a fan of hers forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the people, you know, then they like know about her and her relationships and all those kind of things. They know what the songs are about. But then there's the people who are like a step above that and like, that's that's about the line that I stop. But like the people who are a step above that mm-hmm. are like they dive into like conspiracy theories and into like you know Easter eggs and into like you know d- deep dissecting lyrics and into you know oh well she posted this on Instagram on this day and ten plus five plus this equals this and that means this and like. You know, there are so many theories going around right now. And it all started because when she first started releasing albums in her little lyric books, she would capitalize certain letters 
so that you would know what songs are about what what boy at the time she was writing it about. Oh, and so that's how people like she she was really cryptic in the beginning. And so people started assuming that everything she did was cryptic from that point on. Um, and like, it's to the point now that there are literally TikTok videos out there where people are assuming that her and Blake Lively are actually in some sort of like relationship together and that they're the, the children that Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds have together are actually Taylor Swift's children. Oh, like, I, I don't know. I, it's sometimes fascinating to hear those theories, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's like, I don't have the time or the energy to keep up with that. Like, so I just, you know, I enjoy the songs, I enjoy the music videos. Like, you know, I learn the lyrics and I'll go to the concerts if I can afford it. And um, yeah, that's as, as deep as I go. Yeah. I've, I've seen, I mean, Taylor Swift is big on golf Twitter too. And and folks, this episode is not all about Taylor Swift. In fact, no, it's not. <laughs> we got another topic, but she's bit, I mean, I admittedly, obviously I'm, I'm, I'm not a, not a fan. Um, wouldn't say it's my favorite, but certainly some good music there, but there are people like you just outlined. There are, there are definitely levels to the, the fandom. And whenever there's an album that drops, it seems like everyone just goes crazy. And, uh, I, I immediately thought of my friend Nikki. <laughs> How is she doing this morning? I actually tweeted several months ago back when um when like the PGA tour and Liv were at like the heat of their um you know at their fight. I made a joke about, you know, I think a new Taylor Swift album could really save the PGA tour. <laughs> you did. Like six hours later, she announced it wasn't an album, but she announced a new song that she had written for a movie. And I was like, oh my God, did I manifest this? Like, did I, did I do this? Um, Uh, It didn't save the PGA tour, but um, you know, we'll see. Maybe this album's not, you know, she just released a new album. So who knows? Maybe, um, maybe this will save the PGA tour. Time will tell. And you heard it here, heard it here first, folks. That was hard for me to get out for some reason, but you heard it here first. All right. So Taylor Swift to perform at the players instead of the chain smokers. And maybe, maybe it will help. Maybe, maybe. But what we are here today, uh, there's a, there's a Halloween holiday around the corner here. And first and foremost, are you a big Halloween fan? I mean, I'm just okay with it. Um, you know, I grew up in a house that was like, you know, we don't do Halloween. We go to the church and celebrate the fall festival and you have to dress up as something that the Lord created. And like, you know, one of those families. Um, so, you know, I got to college and obviously went overboard with Halloween. So now I feel like I'm somewhere in the middle. Like I, I love Halloween. I love doing the family costumes because we can, um, but I don't know. I'm in it for the candy, probably. Yeah, I'm pretty much the same way. But I'm also a huge horror fan, and so when you—I know you don't—but when you message when you messaged me the other day and you said, "Hey, look, here's this idea that we should talk about." I didn't even know this was a thing. First of all, like I had never even thought of haunted golf courses, and there's a list on the World Wide Web, Nikki, that lists at least ten haunted golf courses. And one of the things that I like about this is I've only heard of two of these. So I look at that as both good and bad. The good 
there aren't that many well-known haunted golf courses, I guess. But the other is there are still some well-known golf courses that have a haunted history. What were your impressions of this list before we get into it? Well, first of all, I like I can do like a scary movie if it's one of those like it's obvious that this is like a movie, you know, like mm-hmm. if because it's or this is obvious that this is like a fake story kind of thing, you know, the the whole production value, I guess, of it takes me out of the um, this is something that should scare me, you know, like mm-hmm. like Chucky you know, like doesn't, right. doesn't do it for me. Um, but paranormal activity, Mm-mm. like that terrified me in all new ways that I yes. had never been scared of before. And I didn't sleep for weeks, um, after I saw that. And so of course I had to go see the others in theaters immediately <laughs> after when they came out too. Um, but like thinking about like demons and like things being yep. actually haunted like this, like, that there are actually courses out there mm-hmm. that I, I don't know that, that it gives me the, the heebie jeebies. Um, but it's also fascinating to fascinating to read about because it's like, is, is it haunted because or, or haunted because of the stories that people mm-hmm. keep telling or is it actually like, is it like a feeling like an eerie feeling that you get when you get there? Like, you know, what is the, what is it that makes it haunted, you know? Right. Yeah, that that's a good way to put it because I feel like a lot of the folklore, I'm really big into folklore. I like learning about history. <laughs> Say that again. Nothing. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> I, I like a lot of this stuff. And what's interesting is the stories, as you put it, kind of carry over from year to year. And the people that tell the stories, it kind of changes every just a little bit every so often. But, and I wonder if that's kind of what leads to the creepiness of these stories here. But that being said, maybe we go back and forth, talk a little bit about these golf courses. Uh, yeah. I'll let you take the first one. This is one that takes place in a part of the country here in the United States that is known for this type of thing. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah. So this one is, um, this one's in City Park, New Orleans, which as soon as you read New Orleans, you're like, oh, okay. Um, right. There was an entire American Horror Story season that was based in New Orleans because of all of the like the the, the witches and the voodoo and the you know it's just a um, it there's a history there. Um, but uh, according according to this, in the 1960s, a man shot and killed a woman who was finishing her round of golf um, on the 18th hole, and so ever since then. Um, there's like golfers who have supposedly or allegedly, um, heard the sound of a gunshot and like mm-hmm. can hear like a chilling woman's like scream, um, when they play there. Um, and there's been also several 911 reports coming from that golf course, like of people saying, Oh, I heard a golf, you know, I heard a, um, a gunshot I, I, or I heard like mm-hmm. a woman screaming. Um, so apparently there hasn't been any actual like historical evidence of an actual murder there, but um, there have been several actual 911 calls and the, the story continues to be, be shared. But, um, but yeah, that's uh city park course in new Orleans. And so it's um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's creepy to me in a lot of ways. And one, so 
everyone who listens to this knows that I live near Chicago and there is a, on Archer Avenue. If you've ever heard of the story of Resurrection Mary, there's Resurrection Cemetery and it's, it's a famous, huge cemetery. It's really old. And there's this story and I won't go into too much detail of this woman that basically a hitchhiker who just kind of walks up and down Archer Avenue. And I've never seen this, you know, but it's an urban legend. And the whole thing goes is there was a dance, like a like a um, ballroom dancing hall called the Willowbrook Willowbrook Ballroom down the road. And this person years ago was going to go dancing. And so what the story goes is that you drive down Archer Avenue. If you see this woman, she wants to get in your car. You're supposed to drop her off at the ballroom dance hall. And then you look back and she's gone. Well, the reason that I, when I read this one, that immediately the parallel was there where you just hear something eerie like that. And there's really no noise in the the Resurrection Mary story, but I can't even fathom going somewhere and either hearing or seeing something outside. Like you always think of like haunted houses, right? Yeah. And it, like to see something outside like that, that just blows my mind. Creeps me out to no end. Yeah, but also like the fact that like you, you don't, you're normally playing golf, like in the day, like in the daylight. Right. And so it's not like, like most people, when you think of like haunting and like scary, creepy things, like you're thinking about like it being nighttime. And so like to hear these, like the gunshot and like to hear like the creepy woman screaming and stuff in the middle of the day, like when it's not supposed to be scary, that. I don't know. That makes it even more scary to me because in, in right. my head, like the sun is supposed to make the bad things go away. <laughs> <You know? laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's a big nope for me. Mm. Uh, well, this next one is one of the two golf courses that I've recognized. And it's one that is very famous Baltus Rawl golf club in Springfield, New Jersey. Now I didn't know this backstory. So in the winter of 1831, 1831, Baltus Rawl, which is the namesake of the course, I knew that this person was murdered by two intruders. Like I knew that part of the story. Um, but then apparently his wife fled during the attack and then returned to find his body. And it was tied up near the gate of their house. Like what? First of all, okay. So anyway, it goes on. <laughs> the attack becomes local legend. That's why many of us have heard about it. There's been some big golf tournaments, of course, that have happened at this course over the years. And then they named the course after him in 1895. Apparently, Old Balti, as he's known, which is a fantastic nickname, in my opinion. Balti. Uh, <laughs> he allegedly stalks the courses because there's multiple courses there. And he's looking for his killers is the ur- urban legend here. So there's a lot that goes on in that story. The The wife finding the body tied up at the gate. Like, that's that's another Yeah, tale. That's... First of all, like, Boltus Roll. Like, what a name. Yeah. Boltus Roll. Nobody names their children things like Boltus anymore. <laughs> um, but, like, uh, what what is he hoping to find? Like, who, right. like, first of all, if he, from 1831, if he's still haunting that course to find his killers, like, is he... Is he hoping to find like their their ancestors? Right. Like, does he know that they're not going to be alive anymore, or like are ghosts stupid, or are they just like 
is he trying to find like their ancestors? Like, I guess. Yeah, I, that, that's a weird one for me because, and that actually brings up whenever there are hauntings and they continue to look for something, you're right. Like, what are they looking for? And like, when you think of ghosts and all this, it's like, all right, well, there's many ways to think about it. But one is they've not moved on depending on yes. your beliefs there's because there's un, there's unsettled like, business. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's an interesting one, but I had no idea of such a famous course for many reasons. And all of that backstory, it, just a horrible way to go. <laughs> also that they would name the course after this guy, like that had such a brutal, like death and like a brutal, you know, story that seems did they name it well okay because they didn't name it after him until much later so did they name mm. it after him because he was haunting it oh or point. because he died there that is a great point i hadn't thought of that i think the former makes more sense now than the latter it's like oh good old balty died over there let's just name it after him yeah, like, yeah. oh, he had such a brutal murder. Let's just name it after him. Like, that seems insensitive. Mm-hmm. But if it's like, Balti won't leave us alone. Like, he is constantly hanging around here haunting the place. Might as well name it after him. And maybe it'll get it, like, get him to go away. Yeah, yeah. And clearly it doesn't, but. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. All right, what else we got? Um, okay. So we have, um, Etna Springs. Um, it's in Pope Valley, California. Um, and so it is currently closed, but the Etna Springs golf course is supposedly, um, the final resting place of, uh, uh, a few 16th century monks, which already were like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, like what? yeah. Uh, they were believed to be tortured to death by rival <laughs> Spaniards. Um, who, it's not funny, uh, but I yeah. can't. <laughs> Sorry. Well, yeah, I, I know. Um, and so these monks, um, allegedly, the, the haunting stories are that they wander the course in their like translucent robes and their shaven heads. Um and in 1963, there was a doctor who uh, was playing the course and he actually like snapped a photo mm-hmm. um, that like people believe are of the monks. Um, and so that's kind of what leads a little more into the the actual like, yeah, this place is haunted is because they had this like random photo. Um, right. When you look at the photo, it... Yeah, it could be monks, but like it also could be like something on the lens of the camera. (laughs) It's very um, cloudy. Yeah. And we'll include a link in the show notes. So listeners, you could see this video, uh, this photo rather, but yeah, you're right. It's, it's almost like smoke. Yeah. I mean, it, I don't know. I'm not, you know, I'm not well-versed in what my um, monk ghosts look like, but um (laughs) You know, so it, it could be, could be, but it also could not be. I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's one of those where it's like, well, if you look at it this way, you can kind of make it out. But just the thought of monks walking, uh, you know, ghost monks, hashtag ghost monks walking around 
<laughs> but they're shaving heads. And I mean, could you think of any worse type of monk? The ghost monk is probably the worst. Uh, I don't know. There's probably a few, but yeah, that's um, maybe not worst, but like maybe strangest is, yeah, ghost maybe. monk. And also, that's probably not the first thing I would think of if somebody said like ghost monk. I probably wouldn't think like an actual... 16th century monk <laughs> right right yeah. yeah i think what we're learning nikki is that you and i need to start a, a sister podcast and just talk about these types of things <laughs> this is this is good i uh i enjoy this type of uh lore all right this next one it seems a little bit it, there's no ghost monks and it seems a little tame compared to the rest of the list but it's montgomery national golf club in montgomery minnesota and uh, according to this, uh, tucked away under a large cottonwood tree near the first hole of the golf club are two gravestones of the original settlers of the property. One of these settlers supposedly strolls the course in his hat and overalls. So that's a far cry. Hat and overalls is a lot different than a shaven head and monk robes. But yeah. uh, his apparition apparently has been seen by golfers in the early morning light. There's another day ghost. I don't understand why, like, just come out at night. That's what they're supposed to do. Uh, and additionally, one of the golf club's deceased founders is said to be still checking on the course. So they are very well equipped. Uh, they're very responsible ghosts. They're caring for the people there. His pale face is often seen peering into windows. Nope. Uh, nothing as unsettling as being watched by the undead, this says. I don't like when ghosts peer into anything. This just makes me think of, like, like if they're the founders of this of this golf club and they're like, you know, they're just hanging around to make sure that everything's like going well. Like, but it's because they're also buried on the course. Like, what if what if they had buried Bobby Jones in Augusta? Like, I don't know. It just makes me think of like, you know, would we see him like, you know, peering out of the crow's nest? you know, at Augusta and like, you know, it'd give a whole new meaning to like Amen Corner, mm. you know, I don't know. That would be. Do, do we, do we think that Bobby Jones would haunt Augusta personally after seeing dude perfect be allowed to play Amen Corner? Yes, I do. I think Bobby Jones would come back and haunt Augusta for that. Um, oh boy. But that's just my opinion. <laughs> There's that's a new type of ghost at uh, yes. at Augusta. Angry ghost. Angry ghost. Angry ghost. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I'm just concerned about the now two of what the last four that we've done. Just the day ghosts. I mean, and actually, they might all be this way because that's just crazy to me. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah Right. Yeah. Everything we thought we knew about how ghosts are supposed to behave, they're coming out during the day now. What's this world come to? Anyway. And most of these have all been like men too, right? Mm -hmm. um, well, other than the the woman screaming, but it's been a, that wasn't really a, an actual ghost as it was, I guess it was technically a ghost. Yeah. Just a, just a scream, which is in many ways, I mean, a shaven, we keep going back to the monks, at least I do. <laughs> Seeing that walking around, probably not as scary as hearing a scream out of nowhere. I don't know. A gunshot and a scream. Yeah. yeah. Um, so 
Well, this one is a female ghost. Um, so this one is uh, Trails West in uh, Fort Leavenworth, Kansas. Um, so in the 1880s, um, a woman by the name of Catherine Sutter um, traveled through the area and she had two kids with her. Well, her kids, her two children just mysteriously disappeared. Um, and some legends say that they were actually being cared for by the local Native Americans. And then some legends say that the children were killed. Um, either way, um, the, the mom, Catherine, basically spent the remainder of the winter desperately searching for her kids because, you know, they're her kids. She can't find them. Um, mm-hmm. Ultimately, she uh, became ill and um, died there. And today... They say that they, uh, she can be seen at night, like search, still searching the grounds of that course for her kids, um, which like, yeah, monk ghosts are scary, but like mom ghosts are like, like crying mom ghosts searching for their kids are like even scarier to me. Oh yeah. Like, cause that's, that's got an element of like heartache and sadness and like mom ghosts are going to do anything. Like they don't, they don't care. They're going to do anything to find those kids. And if you're in the way and they think that you're a threat, then. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, the stories. Of the... Don't seem violent to me. Like, don't they have like right. a, like they, they're going to be peaceful. Yeah. It's going to be creepy to see them in their like robes. But, like monk ghosts aren't probably going to be violent or like a mom ghost who's like lost their kids or like can't find their kids they aren't going to care. They're going to resort to violence if they think that you're in the way. Hey guys, I'm really excited to tell you about our new partnership with Trolls Golf Club. That's right, Trolls Golf Club. Now you've probably heard of NFTs before, even in passing or social media or wherever. And if you're curious about learning more, plus you want to play more golf at some of the most exclusive clubs around, then you need to go to trollsgolfclub.io, trollsgolfclub.io. They've got all the information there for you on how to get started. And hey, you want to do it quick because the first mint of these NFTs is in November. Yeah, it's coming up pretty quick. Trollsgolfclub.io. Yeah, I agree with you. That that Those are the stories that kind of freak me out where it's mm. obviously, you know, whenever murder or death is around, uh, that's a sad thing. But stories like this, when I read this originally, that I kind of got goosebumps on that one. You know, yeah, like, wow, sure. there's there's a there's an agenda for this ghost, yeah. the mom ghost, and uh, at least they, she comes out at night. So that's you know, I like I like an order to my ghosts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like come out at nighttime where you're like it's supposed to be spooky times, you know. But like, yeah, um, that's. That's scary. Um, they've people have also claimed to see like a um, like a lone lantern floating over the golf course as like these mm. like the grieving mom is like carrying the lantern, you know, like out looking for her kids. Which mm-hmm. like oh, I just got chills. That's mm-hmm. that's creepy to me. That's creepy. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't like that at all. <laughs> that's a scary one. That's a scary one. Yeah. So. Um, it's also funny when we have these, uh, the next one here, there's a little bit of lore already attached to this area. And I found this to be really, really interesting. So it's called the Garrison in Garrison, New York. And apparently it's in the same valley 
as the legend of Sleepy Hollow. So right now, right away, you're like, okay, why would you yes. ever play golf there or go there? Really? Um, I'm sure it's a very lovely place. No one in Garrison, please don't get mad at us. Uh, you know, right? Maybe. Uh, apparently this course already is, oh, of course it's already unnerving because it's in the legend of sleepy hollow area. However, in the 19th century, uh, there's this graveyard that overlooks the 14th green. And there is apparently a eeriness this says that cannot be avoided. Uh, I mean, so right off the bat, you've got a cemetery right there near the golf course. I, I just, this, there's nothing good about this area already. So then this goes on to say that, therefore, it's no surprise that golfers have reported seeing strange happenings on the course. That could mean a lot of things. Uh, this goes on to say, if you ever find yourself teeing off at the Garrison Golf Course, be sure to watch your surroundings. You never know what, we, what might be lurking in the woods. Uh, so not a lot of mention of any ghosts there, but just the creepiness of the area, as well as the graveyard that overlooks the green. I mean, right there, you're setting yourself up for something. You know, that makes me think, like, I'm sure that there are, like, thousands of golf courses that are, like, near or close to or overlook, you know, a cemetery or a graveyard or something. I know the one right here by us, um, literally, like, the the first green is across the street from a cemetery. So, however, it's, we don't live in the town where sleepy hollow happened um so i think that's probably what elevates some of these stories a little bit um and makes it just a little more like chilling yeah yeah there's that that aura or that that i don't know just being in that area knowing what it is and i think that probably plays into a lot of the creepiness factor of people saying oh i need to expect something creepy to happen here yeah. But, uh, yeah. Well, it's like people who they they purposely go and visit like Salem mm-hmm. in October right. around Halloween, and they like you know report like, oh, there's so many creepy things that happen, you know. And then there's other people who are like, yeah, but I went in March and like nothing happened. And right. it's like, okay, well, is it because they went in October and they were like expecting it because it's close to Halloween and something creepy, or? are creepy things happening because it's like Halloween and because it's that town. Like, yeah. uh, Who knows? All right. (laughs) No, no, I'm not going. I'm not going. All right. What else we got here? Um, so this one is in Arizona. Um, this is the trilogy golf club at Vistancia. Vistancia. Mm -hmm. Um, so this this one's a little bit different than our other like ghostly kind of death spirits. Um, these spirits um, are actually believed to be related to like the Native Americans that once resided on this course. Um, there's like strange wind patterns that happen um, while people are playing the course. Um, the the whirlwinds move in irregular and bizarre ways. Um, and Native Americans who live in the area refer to them as restless spirits. So like, it's not just like a weird breeze that comes by or like a gust of wind. Um, it's, people get like a very kind of eerie feeling. Um, and Native Americans who still live in the area are like, 
yeah, no, that's not just wind. That's, um, that's a restless spirit mm. moving through. Um, and so, um, that there's speculation or rumor that basically that these kind of desert winds that are often seen in this course are, um, spirits who met a untimely demise, um, in kind of that area's bloody history because it, it is in Arizona. So, right. um, there's speculation that that's kind of um, like a, I don't know, a, a graveyard-ish kind mm. of area, which is different than some of our other ghosts, but still just as haunting, like when you yeah. think about it. Yeah, I you know, restless spirits, whenever you see that phrase, you know that there's something going on. And, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm actually, so we were talking earlier about, you know, like demons and and like the religious side of like horror that also freaks me the F out. Um, But then there's the side of, you know, like native American lore and Mm -hmm. the spiritual side of all that, that stuff is just so fascinating to me. I love reading about that stuff. Obviously, you know, this references the bloody history that everyone knows about uh, with that culture, but it's a matter of, okay, these are spiritual people. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when there's, whenever there's, questions of okay is this stuff real or not like in my mind that is 100% real like you cannot convince me otherwise like that stuff happens all the time both good and bad so uh, this one was really interesting to learn about yeah yeah I think so too so this next one kind of along the same vein this one freaked me out to no end like this is this is rough Lincoln Park San Francisco California the Lincoln Park Golf Course says it was not just built near a cemetery. It was built on a cemetery, which, nope, count me out. Yeah, <laughs> never Ooh, playing there. I've heard of, yeah, right. I've heard of people playing golf on like landfills, you know, like Liberty National and others. But <laughs> this course was officially a cemetery and it was relocated in 1909. However... The 18th hole is said to be built on the unremoved portion of the old Golden Gate Cemetery. That uh, Apparently, this plot of land had over a thousand corpses. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, there's so many things. Um, so golfers have been known reportedly to uh, report golf balls being vanished. So we've got some vandal ghosts now or being struck from the air by mysterious forces. (laughs) So there's a lot going on here. What was your impression of reading this one? Well, first of all, I just don't understand the logistics of relocating a cemetery. Like you have a thousand bodies, people buried six feet under. Mm -hmm. How are you just like, you know, I've seen them like, move a house, you know, where they like sit on the back of a trailer and they drive it down, you know, I-75 yeah. and it has wide load on the back. Like, how do you just do that with a cemetery? How do you just go like, boop, 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 you know, with a thousand dead bodies? What, like explain to, explain to me the logistics behind that. Like, yeah. I'm assuming you have to just like one at a time. I, I actually, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Um, I feel like it's already bad mojo to be relocating them in the first place. Just like, let them be, let them be. You don't need to put a golf course there, put it somewhere else. 
They're already there. They were there first. Just let them be. Were we hurting for land so bad that we needed to <laughs> re replant dead bodies? I don't I don't understand. Yeah, I'm with you. That one confusing, logistically terrifying every other way in my mind. But also it it also kind of made me think like like I wonder if like you just said, like were we like were they hurting for land so bad? Or like it it's probably because of like the view. They wanted the view mm-hmm. of the bridge, you know, to play or whatever. But like it also kind of made me think like, you know, whenever I'm buried, maybe I'll like have a a little like putting green set up on top of my, you know, like grave and I can turn like my tombstone into like put a little one of the little pinwheels ferris wheel things you know turn it into like a a putting hole you know so that if they ever do build a golf course on top of the cemetery they've already got that there and they don't have to like disturb me that's just good forethought i think you know you're really doing that for us yeah yeah or it you know it encourages like my grandchildren to visit me Okay, let's go putt on grandma. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, what What's the next one we got here? <laughs> um, Victoria Golf Club. Um, this one is in Canada. Um, it's over 125 years old. So, you know, we're already getting into like some ghosty, ghosty things, some creepy, creepy things. Um. In 1936, uh, Doris Gravelin, which again, nobody's naming their kids things like Doris anymore. Like, right. let's, let's bring these names back. Mm-hmm. Um, she had um, a meeting one night out on this golf course with her estranged husband. Um, and then from there, what exactly happened? Still unknown. But basically her body was found by a caddy five days later. Mm. Um, so uh, assuming a murder. A murder. <laughs> murder. Um, uh, but basically the caddy found her five days later on the shoreline of the course. Um, and then a month after that, the body of her husband was found mm. by a fisherman near the course. Um, so again, a murder probably happened. Um, so today it's an assumed murder-suicide, but, um, nobody really knows. Um, but basically everybody who visits the course now, um, even the general manager of the course, um, says that they have experienced the restless ghost of Doris Gravelin. Mm. Um, and there's apparently many sightings of Doris all around the property in the same white gown that she died in, Mm. which... Like, white gown, like, bride ghosts. Again, also, nope. Mm-mm, that's too creepy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently even the security cameras have caught evidence of her presence on the course. So, um, apparently they're, like, it's so well known that people don't, there's no solo golfers. Like, people don't go play a solo round at this course because um, old Doris <laughs> is going to come get them. They're like, no, I'm going to go. I'm going to bring somebody with me so that Doris doesn't come after me. Oh, well, in many ways, 
or at least in one way, maybe Doris is the best marshal ever because there's no signal <laughs> and it's just pace of play and you're going to get yeah. things moving. Uh, the white gown, eh, I don't know. That might be a little overboard. But so having died in a white gown and found on the golf course, that makes me wonder a couple things. Well, first of all, I agree with you. It was definitely murder. Uh, but also, was it on the course? Why would you be wearing a white gown on the course? There's so many questions that I have. Granted, this was, you know, this wasn't in the 1800s. This was 1936. So yeah. was she moved there? Was she on the same cemetery train that was on the previous course and she kind of moved here? I I don't know. There's a lot of questions. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, well, because it said they found her along the shoreline of the course. So maybe it wasn't like she's just sprayed out along the 18th green. Like <laughs> she's just, she's on the property, but not like, you know, cause then it also said that her body, like that the husband was discovered, like I'm assuming in the water cause it's said by a fisherman. Mm. So near the course. So both of them are at least close enough proximity to the course so, so she wasn't like in a bunker. No, it's not like both of them are out there arguing on the 18th green, you know, or something like, and somebody tossed her into a sand trap or something like <laughs> that's all it would take too. boom. You're dead now. Just go in the bunker. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's that, you know, it's interesting. Cause there's a theme before we get to this last one, uh, there's been a theme of just a lot of violence taking place on golf courses and yeah. my goodness, I, I, I don't even know where people get that angry. It's just, I don't have that in me, especially on golf, but whatever. I mean, I guess if you're playing terrible, you know, if you hit, Maybe. if you hit a bunch in the water and you're just that, that angry, but it sounds like most of these happened, um, not during a golf round though. So Right. Yeah. Just the, the outside, uh, influences coming onto the golf course. That's, except, that's bad. Except for that first one who said that the guy shot, oh, right. um, shot a woman who was finishing her round on the 18th hole, which never really said why he shot her. Maybe she was taking too long. Maybe I, who I knows? Know. Like got to get Doris out that, there, but yeah. Marshall Doris. <laughs> yeah. Got to get Doris out there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We got one more here. This has been fun. Um, this is the other famous golf course that I recognized and I'm sure you did too. And many others listening to this Pasatiempo golf club in Santa Cruz, California. Now this is interesting. And Nikki, I wanted to get your thoughts on this because frankly, knowing your love of Augusta national, I mean, this, uh, I won't jump ahead. Whoa, geez, I just moved my entire camera. All right. Alistair McKenzie, the original designer of this. So where we're reading this list is from uh, haganoaks.com. I should probably mention where we actually got this list. It's also a golf course. He designed uh, Hagen Oaks. Uh, he's also the designer, of course, of Pasatiempo. And many say, which is already first a very um, controversial statement here. His, the jewel of his career was Pasatiempo Golf Club. Mm, I could think of maybe another course. One second, though. His American home can also be found on Pasatiempo. That's true. Long story short, 
Uh, his ashes were spread across the 16th green uh, when he died in 1934. And many golfers claim that they see Alistair McKenzie walking the grounds, either physically or spiritually, whatever. My question to you, Nikki Dunnigan, why this course and not a very well-known course that is very near and dear to your heart? I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, because it, it, he's not the, in my opinion, like he's not the founder of like, like to me, it's more like, like if you told me like Bobby Jones or like, you know, Clifford Roberts, you know, mm-hmm. are, are buried in Augusta, I'd be like, yeah, okay. But I mean, if you told me that Alistair McKenzie was like his ashes were spread at Augusta, I'd be like, wow, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't know. It's, it, it doesn't, it doesn't shock me that he wasn't, but like, I don't know. I, I, I could see him going either way he's not like the to me he's not the founder you know right. of fair of enough of course so fair enough and pasa tiempo you know certainly no slouch uh to say the least many yeah, yeah. many well, huge, and he's yeah. not the original designer i guess whereas well I, I don't know i mean yeah you could you could argue either way i guess it, and it brings in at least in this story it brings in the the ashes spread the body is there in some form. I guess it makes sense that the spirit wouldn't leave, but it just kind of seems like good old Alistair, again, another name people aren't naming their kids anymore. Uh, just kind of hanging out. There's no like unfinished business. I mean, it's like, all right, this one, it doesn't seem like Alistair's out there causing any trouble. Yeah. Plus, I don't know. To me, it seems weird that like, that, I mean, again, I'm not like a ghost expert, but if I didn't think that ashes would have ghosts, I thought like, Hmm. like if a body is buried there, maybe, but I wouldn't think that ashes being spread would, I figured that the process to create the ashes would then nullify the ghost process. Like, again... I know nothing. So <laughs> it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Cause but then, then you think it about... also makes me think like, yeah, go ahead. No, you, Cause then like, it's usually there's violence involved and yeah. And, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. But yeah. in this one, he just died. I'm like, all right, we're going to spread you here. Go away. I wonder how many people have, probably like, I mean, this is probably in like the thousand, probably like, you know, spread a loved one's ashes on a golf course, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's probably been, you know, a special play, you know, there's not a lot of people probably buried on golf courses. Um, but there are probably thousands of people who are, you know, Oh, he wanted to be spread at the place he spent the most time. And so Mm -hmm. it was, you know, whether it was their local course or, you know, a favorite course it also makes me start thinking like how many people are sneaking their parents or grandparents ashes into like augusta you know that's a good point i hadn't considered that yeah just put it like in your pocket in a little ziploc bag and just kind of as you're walking just kind of yeah 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 
That's kind of creepy too. It's probably happened. It's probably ha- people are probably never going to admit it because guaranteed they will never be allowed back into Augusta. But it's probably happened. Like in the amount of years that Augusta has existed, it has probably happened. Oh yeah, I 100% agree with you. 100%. Okay, well that's our list. Uh, listeners, I hope you enjoyed it. A lot of uh, apparently, there's a lot of haunted golf courses around. Here are ten of them. Uh, if you know of any others, if you've heard of any others, even through you know just urban legend or you've experienced something creepy on a golf course, hit us up. You know, you can find us at, at Golf Unfiltered. You can find Nikki at Nikki Dunnigan on uh, Twitter and all social medias. Social medias, socials media. I don't know, but you can find us wherever you find us, uh, and you like your golf content, Nikki. Um, we're a little short on time. Did we want to do the other thing we were going to talk about, or should we just reserve that for, for Twitter? Um, I don't know. We can power through like one or two of them. If Let's you want. do it. Let's do it. So Halloween is around the corner and yeah. a big part of Halloween, of course, is trick or treating. And you sent over a list. You like, the, I, I've noticed that you enjoy this. Okay. What would these pro golfers do? You like those types of lists and I'm beginning to love them as well. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, cause we talk all the time about like, you know, uh, how they play on the course and, you know, how they finish in a tournament. And, you know, I think it's, um, I think it's fun to sometimes like, you know, we speculate how they're going to finish in this tournament and, and we speculate about how they're going to, you know, wh- which of them is going to win which major. But I think sometimes it's fun to speculate about like what, candy they would give out at Halloween, you know, like, yeah. you know, more small scale things that kind of, um, personalizes them a little bit more. Um, maybe it's, um, just us judging them, but <laughs> who, knows? who knows? When has that stopped us before? And we're going to do it. it, now. Hasn't. it hasn't. No. <laughs> so what's an example of, of what, what you're kind of thinking? So like Max Homa, for example, mm-hmm. um, like in my opinion, like he's given out like full size candy bars, like at his house. Um, but he's only giving them to like kids who actually put effort into their costume. Like if you just did like a store bought, you know, thing, or you just did like, you know, put on a flannel and a cowboy hat and you're like, I'm a cowboy. He's like, no thanks. Like you can have a fun size. You had to like, go all out, do the DIY, like put in the full effort, do like a whole family ensemble type thing. Then like, he's like, yeah, you get a full size candy bar. You know, I'm comparing it to like how he judges like the swing videos on Twitter. Exactly. Like that's kind of the effort he's putting into the judgment of your Halloween costume. I could get on board with that for sure. Yeah. I, yeah. I Max would definitely be a, a costume roaster. hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, I think so. So what what else? What's another one that uh, you sent over a list here? And I I love many of these. One one of the ones that I really like that you. So, I mean, Bryson with nerds. When I yeah, Bryson with his hand out. Bryson's just he's giving out nerds. Yeah, Uh, when I read this, I legit belly laughed. Like, (laughs) that's so perfect. But what what else you got on your list? Um. I don't know. I think, um, like JT is like, he's giving me like Reese's vibes. Um, mm. like whether it's like the, the full like Reese cups or the like little, um, like Reese Reese pieces, Reese's pieces, Reese's mm-hmm. pieces. Um, mm-hmm. 
yeah, he's, he's given like Reese's vibes. Um, uh, Colin, um, he, he, since he pours his cereal in the bowl before he pours his milk, uh, he seems like the kind of guy who would be handing out Twizzlers. Um, (laughs) and not that there's anything like wrong with Twizzlers, like Twizzlers are a fine candy, but, um, it's like, it's not like, you know, the, it's kind of just like, oh, okay. Um, it's like, kinda like there's nothing wrong with doing cereal first, but it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. Um, Tony, Tony Finau, he's the, he's not at home handing out candy. Um, he's the dad who had to hook up the trailer to the back of his mm. truck um, mm. and drive all the kids from house to house. Um, cause he's got a hundred of them. Um, right. but he also, he also like included all the neighborhood kids. So it's not like just for his kids. He invited all the neighborhood kids so they didn't have to walk from house to house. He's driving them all. So that's, that's nice. Um, yeah. Um, Scotty Sheffer, like he's a Snickers guy to me. Yeah. Um, Bubba Watson um, doesn't do Halloween. It's the devil's holiday. So um, he's got the lights turned off. Um, probably like a sign on the porch that says no candy. Um, Patrick Reed um, is mm, handing out now. lawsuits <laughs> and candy corn. Um, Dustin Johnson is just cash. Just $20 bills. Here you go. Yep. Here you go. Um, John Rom seems like, like a Kit Kat guy. Mm. Um, but like, that's only if like he's home to hand out the candy. Cause he also seems like he would be out trick or treating part of like an elaborate family costume, like with his kids. Um, and if he's not there, then the costume doesn't work. So, right. Right. um, if he is home, I don't know, he get he seems like a. Kit Kat guy. Um, Tiger, he's the house in the neighborhood who's got like, he's also giving like the full size candy bars, but to every, everyone. Um, but he's also got like the margarita machine at the end of the driveway for the parents. Um, right. He's got like the speakers blasting with the music and stuff, you know. Um, That's a good call. I'm trying to think of what else. Um, Rory's handing out like Domino's pizza. He's a big fan. He's a real yeah. big fan. Apparently he's not a fan of Chick-fil-A, which is a new mm. beef that I didn't realize that I had with Rory until yeah, yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. The uh <laughs> the Bubba with the Devil's Holiday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Bubba. Jordan Speed, I don't know why, but he like they seem like the family that's giving away like home like home baked things. Like here's a little mm cellophane wrapped like bag of like I made these homemade cookies or like a popcorn ball that I made um and Phil's giving away his coffee to everyone because he kind of has to yeah because that's all he has (laughs) that's yeah that's all he has that's all he has well those were fun and I appreciate you sending it over uh again listeners if you uh, send us your thoughts on players too what would they hand out trick-or-treating what house would they have maybe how would they decorate their house like i'm not big on halloween decorations i'm not big on decorations anyway but uh 
when people start decorating out, like I feel, I feel like Bryson would decorate for Halloween in like April. Like it's just way too far in advance. Like he's too, too far into it, too much into it. But uh, yeah, let us know listeners what you think. Nikki, thanks so much as always for hopping on. Uh, we'll do more of these uh, more lists and, and other stories. Uh, what else you got for us? Anything before we log off? No, I'm going to go and continue listening to Taylor Swift's new album. Oh yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Get some work done. Hydrate today at some point too. Yes, obviously. Hydration is extremely important so that I'm well hydrated in case I cry to all of you. All right. We'll talk soon. (laughs) 